Hello, my beautiful Woman Inc. listeners. Welcome back. My guest this week is Katie Sands. Katie is the founder of Lifestyle Blog, Honestly Kate. As a lifestyle blogger and an Amazon lifestyle host, Katie is known for her trendsetting and product reviews in fashion, beauty, and health and wellness. She was also named the Do Good Influencer of Our Time by Guest of a Guest. She has partnered with so many amazing brands on give back and honorable causes, which I absolutely love. I loved our chat, first of all, just on her behind the scenes of her life, how early she has to wake up. I am fascinated with people that wake up very early. I don't know why. I just think it's so amazing and takes such determination to get out of bed, especially as a host on TV that has to get up at an ungodly hour and get ready. I also just love our conversation overall on influencers and how influencers have really just changed the market of e-commerce and that kind of behind the scenes of influencers as entrepreneurs. We spend a little bit of time on confidence and just this idea of showing up as your best self, whether it be going on stage or really just showing up for your life. I loved this conversation. Katie is such an amazing woman and I am just truly so excited to have her on the show. So I hope you absolutely enjoy this episode. Now let's get on over to my conversation with Katie. Welcome to the Woman Inc. podcast. This is the place for the new generation of women looking to lead the life of their absolute dreams. I'm your host, Jenna Toddy, entrepreneur, life coach, and strategist for modern businesswomen and entrepreneurs. I am a city girl, sriracha lover, and that friend who will hype you up when you forget how powerful you truly are. I am on a mission to make Women Inc. the most powerful network of women who are leveling up, owning what they want, and becoming who they've always wanted to be. Have you ever wondered what it would look like if you went all in on yourself? No turning back. If so, you are in the right place, my girl. Let's get started. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've been so excited to meet you. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. I just feel like it's it's so inspiring to listen to so many entrepreneurial women and just hear their stories. And that's what gets me going every day. So I'm excited to tell mine. Oh, I love it. Okay. So walk us back. I know you've like, you've done so many things with your career and a lot of it started with social media and your blog, like OG days, honestly, Kate, can you walk us through like your thought process, starting the blog, what you thought it would be versus what it was and just the process of going through those early days? Definitely. So I started, when I started the blog, I made it on Squarespace. I made it myself. And I never did it to monetize the brand. I didn't even know that was possible. I was just doing it for fun for as an outlet for myself because I loved fashion. I love beauty. I love sharing my recommendations in New York City with all my friends and family. And instead of them constantly asking me the same questions over and over, where do you get your hair done? Where do you shop for a work outfit? Simple questions that I was just constantly answering every day. I decided to just put it all on a blog. And I made the name Honestly Kate because I was going at the time by my real name, which is Katie Sands. And I was in the theater world and no one really in the theater industry liked people on social media. Like it was a big no-no. Of course, now things have drastically changed. And like you go to an, aud- I don't act anymore, but I've heard when you go to an audition, they ask what social following is. They want to hire people with larger Instagram, whatever it is, TikTok followings, Instagram followings. So things have changed. But at the time it was not like that. So 
I was like, what can I do that's still my name, but secretive so they can't find me. So I called it Honestly Kate because also I was giving my honest opinion and reviews of different places that I was recommending around the city. So that's how I started. And that's how I came up with the impetus for the name. And then I created the blog and an Instagram account to go with it. And, you know, I was just doing it for fun. I was doing it for myself and brands started slowly reaching out. They would see that I would post their restaurant or I'd wear their clothes and they wanted me to promote more of their their clothing if it was doing well on their side. And they started asking me what I would charge for a photo or charge for a campaign. And I was making up prices that were so low. I had no idea. What people, <laughs> I was like, whoa, people want to pay me for this? Like this rocks. And um, once I started realizing that people were saying yes to the prices I was putting out so fast, I was like, hmm, maybe I'll try upping the prices next time because I had nothing to go off of. There's And still to this day, there's no manuscript. There's no influencer for dummies book where it tells you what you should be charging, how you should be invoicing, should you create your own LLC? There's still nothing on it. And I think it's so hard for people that are breaking into the industry to figure out what works and what doesn't. Completely. And I also feel like back then people got a lot of judgment for having a blog. I remember like it was, yeah. I think people were, I think people still are very judgmental of influencers. I mean, they just announced, right, the Real Housewives of New York City. And pretty much every single cast member is some type of influencer, right? I, but everyone, I feel like in their own right, is either, is an influencer these days. Whether it's a micro-influencer or a macro-influencer, everyone has some type of following, no matter who you are. And I think people just have to get over it. I don't even know. I think influencer still has such a bad connotation. I was reading all the trending tweets about the Real Housewives of New York because I do a trending topic for my show on Cheddar News. Yeah. They were so negative. And they're like, we don't want to watch a show about influencers. We don't want to watch this. And I'm like thinking in my head, well, every other franchise, they're also influencers because of the show. So exactly, exactly. Like, right. They all have a following. They all do promotions with brands. They all collaborate with each other in different ways. So I'm like, everyone needs to get off their high horse and realize that everyone is kind of an influencer in their own right. And it's not a negative. Yes. I was so excited when I saw the new cast. I was like, these are boss ladies. Like they all do really cool things actually. Really do. And they're all really inspiring. They all run their own businesses. I, I, whether it's your own brand or your own, you know, podcast or your own restaurant or just you, you run your own social media account, like that's fucking boss ass move. And it's so fun to watch. And I, I don't even know some of their stories and I've known them for a long time. So I'm excited to watch it. I think it's going to take I think it's like the next generation and I think it's going to do really well. Totally. I agree. So I'm very excited about your new career. I know like it's like you have (laughs) been on camera for so long, but congrats as co-anchor of Cheddar News. That's very exciting. Thank you. It's very new. I just finished a month, which is wild. Um, How's it going? It's amazing. It's such an incredible experience for me. And it's like, I'm learning so much about just you know, being on a morning show, it's very much like it is in you know, the newsroom or the morning show on Apple TV. It's very, except yes. without the glamour and the drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I'm not living Jennifer Aniston's life in the morning show, but it's like that morning hustle and wake up and you get there and you really have to want to do it because it's my hour. I get up at 3.45 in the morning. Our first meeting starts at 5.15. Like it's, you have to really, really want it. And as a producer too, they have to want it because even them not being on air, they're still all there in the control room, getting up super early. Um, They're actually probably up even before I am because they're writing the scripts and making sure they're up on all the 
news. So it's really amazing. It's such a great experience. I learned how to read a teleprompter for the first time under a week. I had like a teleprompter tutor and I got it down pat. I didn't have a choice. And my two co-anchors are men. And it's it's really fun because I feel like I've worked really solely with women um, over the last five years since starting my blog and my Instagram account just because the influencing world is so filled with women. And it's fun to like now do something a little different and pivot and work with two men who have had journalism experience that I haven't and really learn from them and figure out a new field. And then at the same time, it's fun for me to like give them tips on on social media and how they can monetize more of their platform because they really have traditional journalism backgrounds and are starting to build a bigger following because they're on TV. But I came into it from the opposite side of things where I already had the social following and now I want to go on TV. Oh, that's, I love that. That's such a great value add for them as well. It's fun. And you know what? I feel like I'm, there's not too many people who are, you know, in social media or, you know, have their own Instagram accounts or TikTok accounts that then want to also pivot and try something in more traditional news. And so it's been really interesting to see how people react to me doing it and seeing how, if people are going to trust what I'm saying, because I'm not a traditional journalist. I'm not speaking as if I'm one. And I think the reason that I was hired in the first place was because of it, because they liked that it was just more of an authentic converse. I, I sound very conversational and less journalistic, which I guess is a positive and negative in a lot of ways. And I'm not trying to, you know, press anyone I'm interviewing. I'm really just trying to have like a conversation the same way I'm doing with you. You know what I mean? Like it's more organic and authentic. And it's, I think it's a, it's a new branch for the news. And I think that, you know, I've done a lot of segments on the Today Show and Good Morning America and I love them, but it's funny to see how the different networks are so drastically different. Like NBC and ABC have been around obviously forever and Cheddar News is so new, but they're the, the NBCs and ABCs of the world are more antiquated in the ways that they share the news. And we're definitely more social forward, which is what drew me to Cheddar News in the first place. Cause I think there's definitely a meld between the two that has, that's just like on the cusp of exploding. Yes. And something you said, I want to touch on because I think it's really important, which is you have to really want it. Like everyone can see you on TV and like doing your thing. And it looks not easy, but you're like, oh, that's amazing. She got that. That's so, you know, but the behind the scenes of waking up at three in the morning and preparing for that. And not only that, like the mental state you have to put yourself in to be on camera. How do you, how, where do you feel like that drive comes from? And what do you feel like this career does for you in a way that like lights you up? I've always been drawn to the camera. I wa- I've loved it. I love performing. It's almost, I feel like in a way, subconsciously, the reason I even created my blog in the first place, it was like this character of myself that was, you know, more glammed, more dressed up than I would ever be on a normal day. And I was kind of creating this character called Honestly Kate that I could play and share my recs with. But of course, most days I'm in my PJs and messy hair. <laughs> and like I am now, like that's just, 
kind of it. But then I really realized I didn't want to be an actress because I just, I found it really hard. I found it, I did I realized what the life was going to be like outside of high school and college theater. And that it's like your whole life is auditioning and mostly rejection. And, and then if you do land something, you're away for six to seven months on location. And I'm someone who definitely like does well with a schedule. And so even though I created my own brand, I was able to really schedule myself in routines that I was able to create some type, some type of structure for myself, which is what I really craved. And I feel like found in like the acting theater world, it just, there is no structure at all. Because you either get a role and you, you know, shoot the role for how many months or you get a theater role and you're on stage for six months to a year maximum. And then it's, you have to look for your next job. So being on camera and playing myself has really kind of melded the two worlds that I love together. And it's definitely not glamorous. Like I wake up early in the morning, my dog wakes up, then wakes my husband up. Then I'm like, sorry guys. Then I go into the next room, try to take a shower. I'm like half asleep, ice rolling my face because I look so puffy. Oh my god! Um, I can't get anyone to like get. No one wants to wake up that early. No hair and makeup artist to come do my glam because why would I make anyone do that? Because it's pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Doing most days my own hair and makeup and um, getting dressed at the studio. I wear my pajamas to the studio. I take a car, an Uber down to the studio in my PJs, change there. Like it's so like, I wish I could really show people the real behind the scenes, but I'm so tired at that hour to even think of filming myself. Oh my, I actually can't imagine. Like it is hard for me to wake up at seven. Well, so. so it's funny, like people, that's like my husband too, like, and my sister too, who, you know, work in more corporate nine to five jobs. And I asked my sister the other day if she wanted to come to the studio because she like she likes loves the batch. She likes some of the bachelorettes and one of them yeah. um, <laughs> was coming to the studio. And so I was like, come, you were gonna come love him. I know you I was you would be mad if I didn't tell you to come. And she's like, it's just impossible for me to get up that time. I don't care how upset I'm gonna be about missing him. I just can't do it. And <laughs> you I, to respect that. Like some people just, I, I, once I'm up, I'm totally fine. It's more like to me, the 2 p.m. crash is yes. difficult because I want to see friends and still have a social life. And I'm like a zombie at 2 p.m. Yes. And I love the alter ego idea. I actually, I was just telling a girl on my team this because she's like, I just can't talk in front of people. Like I get so nervous and so anxious, like leading a meeting. And I was like, you just have to think of like your favorite powerful TV character and just embody them. Like just so agree with that. It's so true. I mean, I'm an extrovert. Like people think I'm really extroverted and outgoing and I'm absolutely not. Like I get drained from people very easily yeah. for myself out there. And that's why I've created a, it's kind of like a power suit that I think to myself, like, oh, I'm yes. putting on a power suit and becoming this like this fashion blogger. Or I'm putting on my power suit and becoming this news anchor. Like fake it till you make it and be someone else. And like, it'll make it so much easier for you. And I so love that you said that, that you told your coworker to do that for a meeting because I get so nervous public speaking. I don't, I'm always like, shoot, did I say something that I shouldn't have said? Or like, (laughs) did I sound obnoxious? I like, I always second guess everything I say, which is actually why doing the news is a little easier because I'm reading from a teleprompter. Whereas when I've done segments like for today's show and Amazon Live, like it's just me speaking out of my ass. And and I'm like, oh, what I say? Oh 
oh my God, I, I do that all the time. Like I'll get off an interview. I'm like, that didn't make any sense. Like, why did you ask that? And then we're so hard on ourselves. It's crazy. And then I'll listen back. I'm like, no, it was fine. Yeah. You listen back and you're like, I rocked it. <laughs> but you, everyone's yeah. telling themselves. And it's so normal. It's so normal. And even when we have guests on the show, like I always think, and they'll be like, oh, I'm so nervous. Like I've never done. I'm like, just talk about whatever your brand is or your passion is. Just be you because that's what people are tuning in to see, like the real authentic you. Yes. Okay. So I want to quickly touch on Amazon Live just because I'm so intrigued by Amazon Live. Like I am the president of an e-commerce brand and we look at it all the time because we're like, it's a really cool thing. I just don't understand it at all. Can you kind of just break it down? So Amazon Live is an streaming platform where we stream from fashion to beauty to tech um, and pretty much everything in between, right? You can buy your whole life on Amazon. So anything that you could buy, we can be streaming about. So I started working there for their, as a talent. Um, I think it was like a month before the pandemic hit. So I had only gone into this Amazon Live studio about a handful of times. And then the pandemic hit and Amazon Live turned my one bedroom apartment turned into Amazon Live. And it was highly concerning because I had so many boxes. I couldn't have people come up. So I'm like lugging these boxes up to my apartment, setting up a studio, which I, first of all, I'm the least tech savvy person alive. So <laughs> I trying to set up like a studio that's going to stream to every Amazon user is like, was really intimidating to me, but yes. it did really well and became extremely successful because I think that their audience loved seeing the hosts use the products and talk about them in their real homes. Like they're, this is how they would actually use them or actually cook with the product or style the product if it's like a home piece. And so the, it, it kind of blew up over the pandemic. It did so well. And then different celebrities started hopping on the bandwagon and showing like their favorite pieces for Thanksgiving or their fall fashion faves or, and it kind of just grew and grew and grew. And, um, you know, I think it's only going to continue to grow. I think it's doing extremely well. The fact that you can shop in the carousel at the exact same moment that someone is talking about the product and check out, but still stay and watch the video as you're checking out to me is like, that's just blows my mind. Like technically. And yes. I it's a really good function. It really is. And, and I think that people liked also that it was unedited. It was super real. So you could write into, so I say I'm speaking about an outfit, someone who's watching write into the chat, as long as you have an Amazon account, which I think the whole world does, you can write into the chat and say like, Hey, Katie, can you tell us how that jacket fits? Is it true to size? And in real time, I can answer and say, Hey, so-and-so, um, yes, let me try it on for you. Or no, like I actually sized up a bit because I like it a little more oversized and talk directly to the chat users as we're live. So of course I have the producers in my ear saying, okay, you only have five minutes left, maybe skip the next question and just continue with your products. So it was really, it was a really cool experience. Um, because unlike a QVC or HSN where they weren't streamed up in the beginning, they were really just on cable. This was like, you can do it on your phone. You can do it on your computer. So it's really, it's a really cool feature. And I think it's, I think it's going to continue to blow up. Love it. Yeah. Like not a lot of people know about it. I know it's really interesting because either I will have like friends who will be shopping on Amazon, like for their daily things, their vitamins, fresh, whatever it is. And all of a sudden they'll go, wait, you're on my Amazon page talking about things so random. And I'm like, Hi, it's me. <laughs> 
Um, so it, it's really cool. And they're actually, um, I just learned like launching a new Amazon sports streaming program that is like Amazon Live, but with sports. Um, so they're definitely expanding. I mean, Amazon's such a huge company that I feel like, like, you know, they have no limit for what they can really do. No limits. No, they don't. So with you, of course, have a very large following. I think it's like over 300,000 followers on Instagram. How do you feel like that's affected you as a person? Like, is that something that's in the back of your mind? Like you're at the airport and you're like, I wonder if if people know me right now and I look crazy. (laughs) No, not until recent actually, because I'm like, okay, yes, it's a large following in the scale of Instagram, but I feel like so many people I'm constantly surrounded with have even larger, like millions of followers or this. To me, I never really thought about it before. I was just excited because it was a great way for me to pitch brands because I was using it as currency for brands that I wanted to work with. And I would show like, okay, so X amount of people click this link or X amount of people shop this item. And that's so great that we can have those insights to see and send to brands directly, which I think is really a great business feature on Instagram. Now in New York City, I do start to get recognized. It's so flattering. I'm like so grateful for the community because obviously without the following or engagement, I wouldn't have a brand because how would I even pitch brands I wanted to work with without them? So I'm always so excited. Like I'll be like, oh my goodness, like should we get coffee? And my husband's like, oh my God, you can't do that with every single person that comes (laughs) up. And he's like, you just have to do like a quick like, hi, and then like walk away. And I'm like, oh my God, but it's so nice. (laughs) Like I'm so grateful for it. But um, I think I do have a larger following in New York. I just think it's because like, this is where I'm based. So I do, or sometimes I, I always look like a hot mess on the weekends. I just can't help myself. It's like my time to put on makeup, do my hair for once. And that's also a difference that I start since I started doing the Cheddar News. I never had to get dressed every single day, especially making my own schedule because I pick my content days. I pick the days I go to events or meetings. So this is definitely very new for me. So the days that I don't have to get dressed is like, those are my precious days, like my precious time. Yes. And so I've never appreciated the weekend more than I do now. So on the weekends, I'm always like, I will meet my sister or like my best friend, Alicia for lunch. And they're like, what are you wearing? You can't go out in public like that, regardless of having an Instagram or not. And I'm like, I just don't care. (laughs) No, I'm the same. I mean, I feel like you and I are the same vibe right now. Like we no makeup. Um, yeah. I, I know. And I feel like as you get older, do you feel like you care less about that? I just really, Definitely. I really don't care anymore. I, yeah. I think like just being like no makeup and like, I'll go to, I'll even walk into brand showrooms and they'll be like, can we take a picture of you with our product? And, and I don't even think about that. Like, oh, they're going to ask for a picture. Like I'm just going to pick up a dress I'm wearing for the night. And I'm just right. like, sure. Cause like, you know, it's normal and it's real. And it's like, it's how most people are. So I just don't even yeah. care. And I don't even like try to preface it anymore. Like, I'm just like, this is how I am 90% of the time. Yes. I love it. So with your career, I feel like it's something that you've obviously always wanted to be in front of the camera. And like, you really have laid out this career that you've always wanted. How do you feel like you've been able to do that in a way that other people can model? Like, is there something something you feel like you've done really well that has kept you on path towards your goals? Definitely. I think a few things. I think for one, people 
think it comes easily or not easily, but they're like, oh, now you're just an anchor and you don't even have a journalism background. But I don't think people necessarily see like the behind the scenes that I'm constantly pitching myself out, whether it's me or my team. It's like, we are so aggressive. And I'm like to every producer on every network, I was asking, just give me a chance. Give me a segment. If you don't like it, you don't have to air it. Like if you don't like it, never put me on again. Um, And I've been doing that for years. So it's kind of rewarding to now finally get a job that I'm so proud of and love. But it's been years of me really hustling and pitching myself out to do this and doing a lot of things for free. I think that is a big misconception that like every time I was on the Today Show, I was getting paid for it because I absolutely was not. I was doing it for free to get exposure, to show what I can do to the producers and kind of starting from the beginning, the same way I originally started my Instagram account is the same way you have to start when you put yourself for segments. And I always tell my following who asks like how to pitch segments for themselves. I'm like, come up with five ideas, find the producer on LinkedIn for whatever show it is, send them your ideas, tell them you will come with the models, you will come with the clothing, the product, whatever it is to make their life easier because that's someone who's going to want to work with you. Yes, that is the best advice. Like make it the easiest yes, yes yeah. that they could ever say. I don't go on being with any type of attitude or pretense thinking like, oh, I have this following so they're going to want me on because that's absolutely not the case. I think the TV world like just is so different and doesn't care as much because they have so many viewers for their networks and their shows that like your following isn't going to do anything for them. So you just have to come in showing that you're a hustler and that you're a hard worker and that you're going to make their morning a little bit easier. And then maybe they'll want to work with you again. Yes. I also feel like there's this misconception of like, if you give someone a good idea, they're going to be just so excited. Like, yes, let's run with it. But a lot of times it's like, Ooh, that sounds like a lot of work that I have to do. Right. Exactly. And so many, even, even I could, like even on currently I'm pitching my producers ideas all day long. I'll be like, I'll come up with an idea while I'm walking and be like, Hey, do you think we should do that? And like some days it's like, Oh my God, that's a great idea. Let's fit this into this week because whatever we're talking about mental health and it works well with that. Or they'll be like, absolutely not. That doesn't fit into anything that we're doing, even though it's a great <laughs> idea. It doesn't work with the rest of the show right now. And I'm like, no problem. You have to like be very collaborative and easy to work with too and not be offended by anything you're pitching that they're not picking up on. Yes, completely, completely agree. For example, okay. like I do... Um, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, because for Halloween, I'm doing Cheddarween next week. And this is like a perfect example of this. I really wanted to do like a whole Barbie core for Halloween because obviously the Margot Robbie uh, movie now yes. and her looks have been epic. And they've also, you know, they've got all that paparazzi footage of like her different costumes. And for me, I'm like, that's perfect. It's going to be so trendy. Let's definitely do it for the Cheddarween on Monday. And my producer was like, Katie, this is so inappropriate for morning TV. You can't like wear a leotard. And I was like, you know what? I didn't even, that didn't even occur to me. (laughs) Things like that, that like they just shut down. But like, it makes total sense why it wouldn't be appropriate for a morning show. But it does, it doesn't even register to me sometimes. Yes. And I think that's just such a good example of like, you really can't take things personally. You you just have to like keep moving forward. Exactly. I've never also worked in a corporate setting before. 
before where I've had meetings and I've had, you know, daily like things come up on my schedule that I have to be a part of because I'm still running my Instagram account and still running my partnership. So I'm kind of trying to balance the two. And I'm so used to being very outspoken with my team about what I think is like a great fit, which what I and versus what I think I isn't. And in meetings at a company that you don't run, you can't do that necessarily. So I've learned a lot. Like I'm kind of going backwards to learn what I should have learned five years ago. Yes, we're all we're all going backwards. Yes. <laughs> all learning things like in our own way, in our own time. Okay. This is my last question. This has been so fun. This went by really fast. I don't know how we do this. <laughs> so this is a question I ask everyone, which is what would be your number one piece of advice for a woman who is wanting to go after the career of her dreams? I would say if I had to pick one piece, I would say always go for it, whether that's an ask for a favor or a pitch for a brand, the worst someone will ever say to you is no. Like, no, we can't work on that with you. No, it's not a good fit. And no is just not that bad of an answer. So I think don't work yourself up. Like I used to always tell, get makes up stories in my head about why some someone wouldn't want to work with me or why they wouldn't want to answer my email. And I would make up the craziest stories without even... And then I would compromise my own self and my business because I wouldn't even try. And I I think what told myself the worst the person will ever say to me is no, then I started going for it. And I think that's really important for other entrepreneurs and just women in general. Like you could, no is not that bad. So good. I love it. Second it completely. Yes. Katie, thank you so much for coming on. It's so nice to meet you. So nice to meet you too. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode and are feeling so fired up to go out there and create that business or side hustle that's been on your to-do list, you know, a little bit longer than you care to admit. It is never too late to make the first step towards the life you want more than anything else. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to the show so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep becoming the woman of your wildest dreams.